Hallelujah, Jesus. Our Father, we offer thee our thanks for the morning light and for all thy goodness. We confess our faults and failures and sins and ask thy pardon. Give us a right judgment that we may see what thou wouldst have us to do. A ready will that we may do our duty with all our might and the help of thy spirit that we may be enabled this day to live according to thy will. Look with pity upon all who are in any need or trouble and come and help them. Strengthen the weak, secure those who are tempted, lift up the fallen, lighten the darkness of them that doubt, give patience to all who suffer, and to them who are disheartened, give courage, and new interest in life. Bless our country and grant that righteousness, peace, and goodwill may prevail among all nations. Bless thy church throughout the world, especially thy servants who have gone forth to preach thy gospel in distant lands. Take under thy fatherly care and protect all who are near and dear to us. Do more and better for them than we can ask or think, and grant that we and they may be this day entered more and more into thy joy and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Father, I ask you to show me the things you want me to see, so when I speak, Master, it will be only those things you would have me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. This is a powerful day. And I'm saying it because no one knew what God had me to prepare for today. And the message has already been preached. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. I think I'll save all of this for the last. I, I need to go right into it because it's just going to be a follow-through. It is so amazing when, when God gives you something and then he gives it to you in, in advance and you have no clue what's going on. And, of course, none of the worship leaders, none of the people that was part of the opening worship service had no idea about what the Lord had prepared for us today. So let me just tell you, the title of this message today is Hallowed Be His Name. Glory. And what I am going to do, which is really unusual, is I'm going to talk about all of the names. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, I'm in just so odd. I had to try to keep it to myself and not tell them, oh, my God. <laughs> so it would be a surprise. But I'm going to first open up, and I'm going to try to remember to close with this same song. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who have set thy glory above the heavens. Mm who have established thy glory above the heavens. 
out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. So that word for babes is infants. Thou hast ordained strength because of thy enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Now, I, I have to read that again because you all have not even comprehend what God is saying. If you did, oh God, he says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength because of thy enemies. Do you realize what he is saying. And if you did, you'd be telling your children. You'd be telling the youth. You would be preparing them for what God has in store for them so that they will rise up and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, in their mouths, because life hasn't done all the things to them yet, where when they hear the gospel, they're supposed to manifest the gospel because they're able to receive the revelation of the gospel that strongholds in you have not allowed you to be able to receive. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visited him, but thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Do you know God is talking about you? Which should be encouraging. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I can't handle this. He has put everything under your feet. That means you have the power, the authority, and the control over everything. Mm. Glory, help me, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field. You don't have to scheme. You don't have to, con you don't have to sit up and, and meditate and predicate and think about how to avenge the enemy or to get back at somebody. You don't have to do any of that. All we have to do is praise the I am and give it to him who said, I will fight your battles. We're fighting losing battles because when you fight in your flesh, you've lost already. But when you learn how to go into the spirit realm and do diligence in the spirit realm, you've won the battle even before anybody else recognized that you're in the war. It says, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the flesh, I mean, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, 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 we don't know who we serve. No, no, we don't know whose name we've been called by because some of us are not even serving him.
because you don't know who he is. And you don't know the benefits of how to serve him and the result from serving him. Amen. Now, what I'm going to do is out of prayers that avail as much. And in the, these names of God, we must remember these names listed in prayers that avail as much of which we love to pray and declare and say, and it sounds good, <laughs> are the results of Old Testament saints who had special needs, cried out to God. He, he heard their cry and showed up in the form of their need. At that place, the person began to worship the Lord and call his name in their Hebrew language according to the miracle that was performed. In other words, they got an answered prayer in a form of a miracle. What do that mean is that when you learn how to pray and stop commiserating, what's wrong with her? Don't she know? Can she realize? When is he going to wake up? Those prayers don't do nothing. You want him to wake up? Final word. In the word. Put their name in it. Declare it. Thank God for it. Praise him for the answer. And watch and see what he does. Okay? So, you're not going to see any miracles happen as long as you are venting. <laughs> Worshiping is reminding God of his resume. The difference between God and man is when God hears his name, he shows up in the form of that name, and that name defines his ability and his will. So he performed them or manifest his name right there on the spot. However, man lets his resume declare who he is, and God let his divine work declare his resume. He gives life and meaning to everything. So when we open up this prayer book and say, hallowed be thy name, you're giving God adoration because the Bible tells us, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So you want to enter into his presence? Don't come with your whining complaints. Enter into his gates. The gates is the opening entrance point of his court. The court is where the legality happens and is the highest court in the universe. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Y'all are not hearing. You open the gate of his court, which is the point of entrance to present your legal petition to the highest court of the universe. 
And because he is the highest court and you entered in the right way, you walked in with holy boldness because you knew you had a truth that was going to come out of your mouth that is a sword that's going to cut and separate. And when you heard it, it had already been answered. He's just biding the time for your eyes to see the manifestation because that word is cutting you at the same time is cutting the enemy. Amen. So you open with praise because, see, when you come in with praise, it causes him to rise up off his throne and give ear to be attentive to what you have to say. So praise open the door or window of heaven for the blessings to flow down from. Amen. So that's why we say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You have identified who you are calling on. <laughs> you also gave the location of where he resides, which is where all your blessings come from. Glory. And then you said, hallowed be thy name, most high, sanctified, sacred. That's what that hollow means. Glory. When you come in to, like, to, to the Lord like that, he can't help but to be attentive to your knees. And then the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. I adore you. I make known to you my adoration and love this day. So the psalmist is saying, Everything that's within me, bless the Lord. Your soul is downtrodden by whatever has occurred for it to go down. But it's saying, bless the Lord anyway. Bless the Lord, soul. Come up. Come up. Bless the Lord. Everything that's a part of me, bless the Lord. Worship with, 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 with all that you have. Why? Be when you make the sacrifice, when you learn to make the sacrifice of praise, see, we don't want to praise unless we actually feel it. Feelings are fickle and they change just like the weather. And when things happen that are not a blessing, you're not going to feel like praising. But since you got sense enough to know it is the only thing that's going to bring you out, then you, come, you say, God, I'm making a sacrifice of praise. When you make a sacrifice of praise and you are hurting, been wounded or whatever, you may come into his court with like, God, I praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Jesus, I praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I praise you, Jesus. You start out as a 
sacrifice. But because you sacrifice, the Holy Spirit comes in and uplifts you where now it is a real praise unto the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. And after a while, it becomes second nature to you. You, you got the I can't help it. Hallelujah. You, you come in. I know there's times when I've been like crying out to God. Max said, you call me? <laughs> because I was sitting quiet. I wasn't saying anything. And all of a sudden, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Or glory, hallelujah. Or whatever, you know. And he think I'm crying, calling, his, calling to him because he can't hear as well. So he don't understand. I know if he had heard what I said, he would have known. No, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so once you've learned to, to make that sacrifice, then it becomes second nature to you and you just automatically do it because it is not about feelings. When you're serving God, you don't serve God about what you, how you feel today because you will never serve him. The enemy is never going to let you feel like it, okay? So, and after you get that constant regular plan to do it, it will just happen automatically, okay? So now we have entered into his courts. Now we're getting ready to petition him. I bless your name, Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth, who was in the beginning. It is you who made me. You have crowned me with glory and honor. You are the God of might and strength. Hallowed be thy name. Elohim means creator of all things. And Genesis 1, 1 and 2. You, um, I, I'm going to give you a whole lot of scriptures to support this because I don't want to just be emotional. So in Genesis 1 and 1 and 2, it tells us, it confirms who he is. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, it says, and the Spirit of God. Do you realize that in the Old Testament, we see the full deity of God all the way from Genesis on? You think that he showed up in the book of Acts. <laughs> he was right here in the beginning of the creation. Do you, do you hear what it says? <laughs> that there was darkness, void, and no form upon the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, showed up, moved upon the waters, and then everything began to come into being as God spoke. If God had to speak things into existence, what makes you think you get to sit quiet? Sit quiet, look dignified, act intelligent, and, and so, so calm, and so together. No, God spoke, and I'm, and, and I'm sure God did say, let it be. When his voice came out, it sounded like thunder. When he spoke, it, because it was with authority and power, God didn't come up to my, oh, oh, let it be. No, he spoke with authority, dominance, power. And when the elements heard it, they couldn't help but to do what they were created to do. 
everybody's nature, elements, everything does what God created you to do but man. Man's got to be coached, pulled, edified. Come on. Let's, come on now. Let's praise the Lord. You done been through hell all week. When you get in the place that people been here an hour before the rest of us preparing the atmosphere, you should come in here rejoicing so that all what you've gone through won't affect you anymore this day and the days to come. Amen? So we're talking to the creator of all things. Okay, and, and, and uh, in that, we're telling him who he is. So we're giving God his resume. <laughs> we're telling him how he created all, all this stuff, and not only did he create stuff, but he crowned us with glory and honor. That's how much he thinks of man. He didn't even crown the angels. And then we're telling him up front. Before, see, if you notice, the psalmist is not asking for nothing yet. He's, he's, he's making love to God. Y'all been hearing about how we don't know how to love. But this is how we learn to love. You, you, you see, whatever the natural parent didn't do, your heavenly father's going to supersede. Amen. When you learn how to enter in. Okay, what you need to do, you need to forgive what they didn't know how to do. Because none of us know what to do until we've been told and trained. See, we done spent too much time in churches having a form of godliness. We come up, you don't wear this, can't wear that. A form of godliness where the real power is being denied. Because, see, let me tell you something. Let them come in any way they want to come in. I don't care. Because if they get in the presence of the Lord, you won't have to tell them how to dress anymore. If it's improper, they will know how to dress. As long as they learn to become decent, they can come indecent. Come on in, because you can't stay that way. Now, once you get in here, I don't care what you wear as long as you cover it up. Just don't come in naked and you know better. Now, if you don't know no better, come on in naked. We're going to dress you. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. We got some clothes for you. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, now let's, we go, we're moving up a little bit on the name. I bless your name, El Shaddai, the God Almighty of blessings. You are the breasty one who nourishes and supplies. You are all bountiful and all sufficient. Hallowed be thy name. See, see what I'm saying? We read these, we go through these, and we're just so happy because we said them so much, we know them by heart. We know the letters, but we don't know the contents. So we're seeing... You are the one that I can lay my head on your chest. 
<laughs> like John did. And you will nourish me. You will give me everything that I need and make me bountiful again and, 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 all, and all sufficient. Okay, let's go over to some, um, a few scriptures to talk about this, okay? Uh, Psalms 8, oh, oh, well, okay, Psalms 8, verse 5, when it says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. That's where that verse came from, okay? Now, let's go over to Genesis 49, and uh, we're going to do 24 and 25. All right, and it says, and, and, and this is in regards to Joseph, okay? And it says, but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heavens above, blessings of the deep that lieth and the blessings of the breast and of the womb. What we can't do in our own natural ability, when we give it to God, he will do, and he would use us to do it because he will empower us to do the supernatural and you don't even have no idea about what you're doing or, 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 or why. But that's when, when you follow God blindly, because it takes faith. When he, he says, do such and such, and you, you don't understand, don't worry about trying to understand it. Because your intellect will prevent you from seeing the miracle. Okay? Uh, let's go over to Genesis 15 and verses 1 through 3. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram. Now, this is before God changed his name. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You know, after you get born again, your name changed. Okay, you become from the lost to the redeemed. And he will tell you some things, and he will do some things before then that is preparing you for what you won't understand until after you get saved, which is what he did with Abram. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is the Eliezer, Eliezer the Damascus? And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house and my heir. So Abram Abram thinks because he not, did not have any children, and how can you bless me because how the Jews thought, the, the line of generation going from one to the other, when I don't even have a child, and not only do I not have a child, but I'm past childbearing age. I can't, and my wife can't produce a child. So now how are you going to do this? But we all know the ending of the story, right? Okay, because why? Well, because Jesus, because El Shaddai came into the place. And there is nothing that cannot be done when he shows up and mightily show his hand. So when God gives you a word 
You can't understand it. You can't phantom that. You can't see it. Don't worry because it's not by your power. It's not by your might, but it's by his spirit that he's going to do it. Just show up and be ready for him to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. Okay. Um, all right. I did all of the scriptures for El Shaddai. Now we need to go to another level. See, at the beginning, we recognize God as God the creator, okay? But now we're getting to know him in a different form. I bless your name, Adonai, my Lord and my master. You are Jehovah. So he has moved from just being my creator to now being my savior and my Lord and my master, which gives me even more clout in his, in his courtroom, okay? So Adonai means Lord and master. Well, you see now he has a title even before that called Jehovah, which says that he's God. You see, he was God all alone. And when he, when he comes in the form of Jesus as our Savior, he is still God. So his title gets extended. So he becomes Jehovah, Adonai, my Lord, my master. Well, you see, he only becomes your Lord. He became your Savior, but he only becomes your Lord when you hearken to his word and you hearken to his voice and obey what he tells you to do. When a person is your Lord and your master, you have to be obedient to what he's telling you. And when you become obedient and you blindly follow him, you walk by faith and not by sight, now he's your Lord. That's why we have a problem calling him Lord because you don't obey. You don't walk blindly. If you can't see it, if, you can't, if it can't be proven in advance, you aren't going. You don't do anything about it. You're not going to walk blindly in something. Well, what makes you think that that's going to work? I remember when we, when we moved over here from across the street and I rent double, triple <laughs> from what it was. And Max said, how are you going to pay for that? I said, by faith, the same way I paid this other little bit. When I moved over there, I didn't know how I was going to do that either. But I just know God said, go. And we did. And we didn't just, just you know, go. Before we even moved over here, we went and prayed and covered everything and declared what thus said the Lord. Amen? So we did what God wanted us to do by faith, and then he made it manifest in the natural. And we've been able to pay our bills on time with no worry with a teaspoonful of folks. Because we serve the El Shaddai, the breasty one who nourishes and supplies, who gives you more than enough Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when he shows himself that strong, you can't help but to call him Adonai, Lord, Savior. You saved us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> He's no longer just your creator. 
Now you can trust him completely, explicitly. Trust him. Don't wait till your eyes see it. Don't you ain't it don't take no faith to see it in advance. He says, We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Amen. Okay, so now that he is Savior, woo! See, what we need to understand when he said, I'm going to be your Savior, he said, I'm saving you on this side of heaven. The other side is the bonus for the faith walk that you've done on this side. So the, first, the, the f- next title he shows himself as, I bless your name, Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees my needs and provides for them. Hollow, sanctify that holy name. <laughs> so he, he is a provider. Uh, let's go over to Genesis 22. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 22 and verse 14. And it says, And Abram called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, and the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Now, the story, y'all know the story. You remember back in Genesis where Abraham is asking God about, how am I going to do whatever you told me to do, and I don't even have a seed. But then later on, I think in 12, he promises him a seed that would be greater than the number of the sand uh, on, on the beach and the stars in the sky, okay? And so um, they had to walk by faith, but they didn't walk too, too good in faith because they, they came up with another plan. That's why we're in war now. <laughs> because of the other country. When, they had, when, when he went into his maid and they had a baby from another nation. But that seed was not the promised seed. And so they brought jealousy. Okay? But see, when you come up with another plan, then what God tells you, don't get upset because he don't bless that. He's not obligated to bless that mess. He's only obligated to what he promised. Amen? So at any rate, eventually uh, things get right, and he takes his blessed promise because God told him to, to offer it up as a sacrifice. You see... That's the same with your tithes. That 10% that you sacrifice to offer up to God is blessing the 90%. So he had to offer up that first seed of life in order to bless the rest of us. Because we are the offsprings of that covenant relationship of Abraham. Are y'all with me? Okay. But... Abraham now, he's no longer Abram. He's in covenant relationship. So now his name is Abraham, which means father of many people. Okay? He takes his son by faith up to the mountain to sacrifice him. Okay? Now, why do I say by faith? He says in in that same chapter, Verse 4, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abram said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. 
Did y'all hear that? If he wasn't going by faith, he wouldn't have said we, that the lad was coming back because he was supposed to go and put him uh, 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 to, as a burnt offering and burn him up. Okay, now the lad don't even know what's before him. Okay, uh, but see, Abraham knew that God had a ram in the bush. And when he went, he went by faith, knowing I'm going to do what you told me to do, but I trust and believe you're going to do greater than what you're telling me. Okay? Because I trust you. So that's the result of what happened. Because when he, he laid him down uh, on that altar and, and, and to set fire uh, all around it to burn him, and, and the Lord says, stop. Now I know how you feel about me. <laughs> you see, when you trust God, when you really trust God, and you operate in blindness, God's saying, now I know you really believe me, and you really love me, so now let me prove my love to you. It don't take anything for, for, for you to... Uh, expect something and just sit around and do nothing and wait till it show up and then like oh look what God did no he's saying get busy doing what you were doing all on stop sitting around waiting to see the blessing get busy and bless somebody else and when then then God says now I know how you really feel about me you trust me you believe me and you love me okay we need to stop operating out of operations and operate by faith. Amen. So as the end result, verse 14 comes up. And, and, and because of God's standing there with him and blessing him, he says, you are my provider. That's where that Jehovah Jireh name came. At that point, on that mount is where that name came up, Jehovah Jireh. That's the one who provides, who sees my needs before you can even cry out to him of what you need. Because sometimes what we think we need is not what we need, it's what we want. But he know our needs and he'll take care of our needs and we'll be suffice with that and forget about those wants, okay? So then he comes up, another name. I bless your name, Jehovah Rapha, my healer and the one who makes bitter experiences sweet. Aren't you happy he just don't heal your body but he heal your emotions, he'll heal your soul, He'll heal your mental condition. <laughs> huh? Uh, Jehovah, R-A-P-H-A, Rapha. You sent your word and healed me. You sent your word and healed me. It didn't say you got in the line. It didn't say you got in that healing line and somebody laid hands on you. It said you sent your word and healed me. When we begin to speak his word and not the problem, we talk about the aches and the pains and the, and the what's not happening and the what is happening and all of that, but we never talk about, but God said, and God will. Well, if you want to rehearse the pains, then be prepared to live in it. But if you want to be healed, 
You need to say, but God, you sent your word to heal me. I am the heal. I am the I am in health. I am not the sick. I am the heal. You sent your word to heal me. I believe it, and I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. This is not no hocus pocus mess. This is a reality. He wants us to speak his word. Why? When we speak his word in the universe, the angels are been assigned to manifest it and carry to do the work that it needs to do. But when you speak your illness and your problem, Satan manifests that in you because he's the prince of the air and he's about doing all the negative evil stuff that he hears he's about doing that work and god is sitting around waiting to hear for you to say the right thing so his angels can come out of unemployment so okay let's find some scriptures to talk about him as a healer so y'all be writing them down so when you start having the aches and pains first off we're going to go to psalms 147.3 Oh, I'm so glad I know Jesus is my Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. He'll make a day look like this, look like sunshine. As you see, that's what you get people come to, come to church when the weather is nice. You know, you, you know what that is? That, that is really pitiful. Because can you imagine if we had, had some sin... One can put a thousand to flight. Two could put ten thousand to flight. What are we, what's the flight? Evil spirits. Things that go against what God says. We could come to church with just with us coming together and pray and turn the elements around to how you would like for them to be. It'll stop snowing. Sun will shine. Oh, y'all don't believe that. And like, what is she talking about? know what I'm talking about. I've had the opportunity to do just that and watch God manifest what I've declared because it was his word. I didn't come up talking about, I'm over you. You better do. No, I declare what Jesus said. Peace be still. Be still. Stop storming. We Learn to exercise his word rather than retreating at home, doing nothing. Let's come out and change the elements, change the world. The world needs to know the God that we serve. They can't know that God when you are cut off, closed up at home, afraid to come out. You're afraid to come out if it's snowing. You're afraid to come out as if, if it's raining. You're afraid to come out because they have uh, pr pronounced a, a, a virus over the land. So we're going to shrink. We're going to go back. But we serve an almighty God who's almighty, breastful, and, and who nourishes and supplies. He's called Jehovah. He's the God of all things. And we don't think to call his name and declare what he can do but succumb to the elements and he created the elements don't you remember what I said at the beginning the earth was dark void no form he spoke to it so he's the author of it so when you say God this is what I declare based on what you said in your word give us sunshine Peace be still. He will do what the word says. 
The problem is he don't have nobody saying it. 147.3. He healed the broken in heart and bind up their wounds. Those wounds are sorrows. And bind up their sorrows. So that means even if you're in grief, he'll bind up the sorrow. Amen. He healed the broken in heart and bind up their sorrows. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, songs uh, 103. Three. I think everybody may know this particular verse because 103 is one of my hallmark scriptures. And it's a good one because it covers just about everything. But uh, Psalms 103 and the verse is three. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Now that word iniquity was the sins that you were born in. He'll forgive all of the sins that you came into the world with. So he'll start and clean your slate to start anew, fresh. All the sins that you were born in and all that you have committed after you entered into this world up to the point of salvation, they are wiped clean. Then after salvation, whatever you do, if it's immediately confessed, is forgiven and cleansed immediately. Amen? Who would don't want to serve a God like that? Our healer. Okay? Uh, let's see. 107.20. Okay. He sent his word <laughs> and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. His word does that. There's another verse in Jeremiah says, if you heal me, I'm healed. If you deliver me, I am delivered. He don't make no mistakes. He don't do nothing half-stepping, partial. He does whole and greater. He does exceeding, abundantly, above all ask or think. Amen? Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to Exodus 15. And we're going to read verse uh, 23 up to 26. Mm -hmm. And when they came to Moriah, they, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them, attested them. In other words, God created a miracle right there in the midst, and he used Moses to change the water. <laughs> what could not have been, uh, what they could not have drank before and was bitter is now sweet and nurturing. That's Jehovah Rapha, who takes bitter things and make them sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. You're the only one getting this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go back over to a book and see who else he is. Jehovah McKinnish. I'm going to try to get through all of these names. Um, Jehovah 
Mekedesh, the Lord, my sanctifier. You have set me apart for yourself. Hallowed be is. You didn't have to go through any rituals. You didn't have to go through no initiation. <laughs> you have to do anything but accept Jesus, and he, he made you sanctified. He marked you righteous. You know, you, you just like some of these little organizations and clubs that you got to go through all of this to be approved by clay, by man. And then they give you your little secret word that you're supposed to keep on the down low forever. We, but we serve an I am who has no secrets, whose everything is open. And you don't have to do nothing but just come and say, yes, Lord, thank you. <laughs> and you can have all that you need. Okay? So, he's the sanctifier. I bless your name, Jehovah McKinnish, the Lord, my sanctifier. You have set me apart for yourself. Hallowed be thy name. He have set us apart for him. Hallowed be thy name. Um, let's see, where, what kind of scripture I have here? Leviticus 20, and we're going to do verses 7 and 8. 7 and 8. It says, Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God, and you shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. And once he has sanctified us, we stay in that position just by obeying him. But once you miss and fail, because we will sin, you got to confess it, and he will forgive you of your sin, and you don't lose your sanctification. Okay, let's go on to the next name, uh, is Jehovah Nisi. You are my victor, and that word Nisi means banner. You are my, my victory, my banner, and my standard. Your banner over me is love. When the enemy should come in like a flood, you will lift up a standard against him. Hallowed be thy name. You know, when I first got saved and, you know, going to a lot of different, different churches that you've been turned on to, and they used to read this. When the enemy comes in, comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard. Well, you know what? How, why the Lord got to lift up a, a standard against the enemy? The enemy is no challenge to him. So why he got to rise up to be greater to do anything against him? No, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God just lifts up a standard against him. You know, that's what all that uh, claim it, claim it stuff. No, speak it and see it. Speak the truth and then, then you'll see what's going on. So, okay, um, Exodus 17, 15. Exodus 17, 15. Y'all bear with me, but I get excited. I just lose my place. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, because the Lord have sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. This is another situation where uh, they were in a need and the Lord came and, 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 and saved them. And as a result of that, he built that altar there. That's where the name came from, that he was their banner and their standard. And, and, and because 
of the Lord's help, they were able to win the battle. Now, what we need to understand that Satan cannot love. He do not understand love. Love will really cause him to shiver up and fade away. Now, this is good news. If we as married couples could comprehend this, we would be far more ahead of the game. Satan cannot understand how to be a lover, okay? Because he was never born again. So he cannot love for he didn't acquire the author and the person of love. His name is Jesus. It is one of the three weapons God has given us to fight against Satan. To fight the good fight of faith. It's Jesus' love, his word, and his blood. Satan don't know nothing about love. So when we put the word on him or when we love our enemies... When we learn how to fight our battles the way God will have us to fight them, love will stand up as a banner and everything else would fade away and it would draw us closer together. Yes, it's true. And when it's all over, all the parties involved are happy, peaceful, and joyful, even though they've been in a battle. Because with God by your side, you don't come out raggedy. You don't come out bloody. Satan is the author of lies. And you cannot walk or live in love as a liar. It is light or darkness. Who do you represent? Can others see Jesus in you? Or do your name still represent the character that Satan in life has formed in you? What are you walking in? Amen. Let's go over to Isaiah 59:19. Okay, Isaiah 59:19 says, "So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west." and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The Spirit of the Lord lifts up a banner that Satan cannot handle. Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, uh, the next one is Jehovah Shalom. I bless your name. You are my peace. The peace which transcends all he can give you a peace in some situations and you're blown away by the and what you're facing. Amen. It says, um, which garrisons and mounts guard over my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Oh, that is an often, uh, uh, awesome statement. It means in a situation that is a peace breaker, he will mount around your heart and hold it together where it is not wounded or disturbed by what's going on that may be earth-shaking to somebody else. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen? 
Oh, that, that, that blesses my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In Philippians 4, 7. Let's turn over there. We get instructions about how to keep the peace in our hearts. And, and, and we have to do six in order to appreciate seven. Be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is petition, which is what we're learning to do right now, how to petition God's court. So it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you're thanking him because you're assuming it's already been answered, even though you don't see it. Let your request be made known unto God. Amen. So um, the peace comes from being in relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember in Isaiah, it tells us that when Jesus was on the cross, our peace was was chastised upon him. We have him. Can you, no, no human being outside of Jesus coming in the form of humanity could have suffered like he did on the cross and not say anything. Now, let's just think about that. The crown of thorns that they stuck down his skull that started bleeding from there, they put drove nails through the palm of his hand and his feet. Uh, they took a whip that had those prongs on there, and when they did like that, it would catch into his skin, and then they snatched it out and pulled out chunks of meat where blood just flowing up uh, out, of, out of him. Amen? Uh, they whipped him, and so he's bleeding from the crown of his head to the bottom of his feet. Glory, okay? He doesn't say anything. He doesn't even try to defend that I'm innocent and, you're, and why are you doing me like this? He makes no defense. He doesn't cry out. Nothing. And he's bleeding to the point that it's turned to water. That means blood has been dim diminished from him and there's nothing left but the water. Now, and he never says a word. He maintained his peace. What did that tell us? That there is nothing on this side of heaven that we can face to take our peace. When we give it to God, he will keep us in peace because there's nothing can supersede what he has already done. It was done on the cross. And then he, after doing that, he left us ways of escape out of every situation. So when you say, that's what I'm saying, we need to learn what we're saying, why we're saying, so it'll have power. Because when you don't understand it, even though you're quoting it, it don't have any power. So when you said, I plead the blood over myself from the crown of my head to the bottom of my feet. That was the redeeming blood on the cross. So that means I am whole. I am healed by the blood of Jesus. Do you understand that? Because that blood cleansed away everything. He bled too. It was no longer blood. And it became water. When he realized he had accomplished everything we will ever need on this side of heaven, then he said to the Father, 
it's finished. And he gave up the ghost. They didn't kill him. He gave it up because he said, the work is done. Now I can go. I can go and take them keys. <laughs> From that Kushite. <laughs> Down there in hell. <laughs> and then rise up. With a new glorified body because I have resurrected everything back to where it was. And go sit on the throne with my father and watch you work. Watch you work because I've given you my name, my authority, and my power so that you can live in what I have created for you to live. He has created what we need. Now we speak it and we touch it and we get into it and we declare it from the heavenlies and move in it. Do you understand that? We don't have to endure a whole lot of stuff. We just, we just gotten accustomed to wallowing in junk. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. Declare what thus says the Lord in the name of Jesus. Start over yourself so you can get free. Then when you speak to the forces, they got to hearken to the voice of the Lord coming through you. Amen? Okay. Um, I got to cut this short. Jehovah Tiskanu, my righteousness Thank you for becoming sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallowed be thy name. We know that um, uh, Jesus is the reason why we are righteous. And write these, these, these scriptures down for your homework. Jeremiah 23, 5 through 6. And 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21 that declares that we're, that we're righteous. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. Read that for the edification of our souls. It says, uh, For he hath made him to be sin for us. God had made Jesus to be, become sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he became sin so he can nail it to the cross, supersede it, and then mark us righteous. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen? Okay. Um, hallelujah. <laughs> okay, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. I got to go back to Jehovah Raha. <laughs> You are my shepherd, and I shall not want for any good or beneficial thing. Hallowed be thy name. And everybody knows Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's a lot of times I just say that one verse when, I, when I'm up against something I don't know how to handle it or what to do. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for any good or beneficial thing. Amen. Oh, Psalms 23, 1. Okay. Also, Psalms 34, 10, because Psalms... 34 is another one of my pet. Psalms 34.10 is, is, is another one that talks about how he is our shepherd. 
that he, he's our shepherd. He's there protecting us at all times because we are like sheep, dumb, don't know how to do, know what to do. So he, he takes and, and he, he guides us and he has a staff. So he directs us when we get out of hand and get out of control or get into some trouble. He take that staff and whip it around your body and pull you back in. Hallelujah to Jehovah Shammah, who would never leave or forsake me. You are always there. I take comfort and am encouraged and confidentially and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Hallowed be thy name. Hallelujah, Jesus. What can man do to you? Okay, um... Songs 91.1 is one, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress. That's one. You can say that every single day, okay? Um, let's see. Um, uh, let me see. Let's go to Ezekiel 48, let's say. 48 and verse 35 is the last the last chapter and the last verse. It was round about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is here. Now, this is when you have, oh, this would be a good, good uh, scripture to pray for uh, the Ukraine. It, <laughs> Ezekiel 48, 35. This is when there's a battle going on. And you don't know how you're going to win it? And there's a war? Okay, well, this is the results of them obeying whatever God directed them to do during the war. Okay, you have to read the whole chapter to have a full understanding. But you do have the victory understanding with this last verse. Amen? Because it, if, if they ended up saying, the Lord is there, what we need to know, Shema, Shema means waste. <laughs> Yes, it means waste. So it means God going to waste your enemy. Think spiritual. <laughs> He's going to take care of business on your behalf. And, and if he wastes them, there is no return. They, they, they can't come back in another form or the same form. It's over. It's over. And you can declare it when you call on your Je Jehovah Shammah, okay? All right. Um, let's get to the, to the last one. Praise the Lord. And it says, I worship and adore you. See, you, 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 you know, you exit the same way you entered with adoration. I worship and adore you, El Alon, the Most High God, who is the first cause of everything. He created everything. The possessor of the heavens and earth. You are the everlasting God, the great God, the living God, the merciful God, the faithful God, the mighty God. You are truth, justice, righteousness, and perfection. You are El Elon, the highest sovereign of the heavens and the earth. Hallowed be thy name. El means God. Elon is the most high God. Okay? Psalms 138.2. Knowing who we serve, who 
should we be fearful of? Psalms 138.2, it says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Go over to John 1.14, and everybody knows this verse. Uh, I think all the children know this verse. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. There's nothing that started without God, and he is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? So, let me finish reading this. It says, Father, you have exalted above all else your name and your word. Nothing comes higher than his name and his word. And it said his word was high above his name. And you have magnified your word above all your name. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And his name is Jesus. Hallowed be thy name. Lord, you are the I am. Everything we will ever need is in you. There is no other God that was that was, wasn't created by you, which will crumble and you will fold it up like a blanket. For it cannot stand up to you or beyond what you will it to do. So when Jesus returned, it will be completely destroyed. So don't put your confidence in this world and don't put your confidence in stuff because it's gonna crumble. The word is life living. That is why it is our number one weapon and why Satan does not, and, and why Satan does everything he can to keep you from reading the word, properly hearing the word, and becoming a doer of the word. Amen? Now, we have to remember that we have been marked righteous, we are under Tiskanu, the righteous one, okay? There is no other righteousness. And because of sin that took over the earth in the garden of the original sin, Jesus' sacrificial blood on the cross of Calvary and his death and resurrection restored to us or to anyone who is freely willing to accept this righteousness, Okay, we do not control life, our life, anybody else's life, and nothing else. Jesus does. And if you do not belong to him, then you belong to Satan, who is leading you down a long path of destruction. There is the power of life or the power of death. That's God or Satan. Who do you choose this day? Your daily walk, your daily walk, your consistent conversation will reveal the inner workings and will let us know who you are serving. It's time now to make a decision about who are you going to serve. 
you may not think that is hip, popular, cute, or whatever to say you're saved and you belong to Jesus Christ and because of that you committed your life to him and you go to church. I tell you, I tell you what really isn't cute and popular is the struggle here on earth and then die and go to hell and burn for eternity. That's your choice. When you can make a choice for Jesus Christ today and he will change your life totally and completely. And so for anyone who do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity. You've heard enough names of who Jesus is and that's just a little drop in the bucket. It would take us months to cover all of the names that come in the Bible to describe who our Savior is. Doesn't it give you comfort to know that there's nothing you're going to ever face that he don't have a name for it to counteract it? Amen? So if you don't know Jesus as the, your Lord, your Savior, this is an opportunity for you to invite him to come into your heart. I don't care how long you've been in church. Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? Have you accepted him as your Lord? Because if you haven't, then this is the time to make that confession so that you can live more victorious on this side of heaven while you're waiting to go spend eternity in heaven with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm just going to pray a little simple prayer and ask you to repeat it after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner, but I'm in need of a Savior. So I'm humbling myself and offering myself to you, Lord, to accept Jesus as my Savior, serve him as Lord. I want you to save me, redeem me from the pit of hell. God, thank you. It is just so simple that I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that, Father, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer and die for me so that I could become righteous and sanctified. In Jesus' name, I accept him as my Savior. And I celebrate the victory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to share. This, this came out of prayers that availed much, which I have several copies because the original copy I got back in the 90s. And I'll tell you how I uh, was uh, turned on to this was uh, I had, uh, in praying for my family, salvation, and various things, I would get up and I'd say, God, show me in your word how I can pray for this. Now, that was the Holy Spirit, okay? And so he would give me the scriptures, and I would go to it, and then I would personalize it. I, I heard somebody talking about uh, a legal petition that you take to the court when you go to the, to the 
to the courts and you write out your petition and, and you know, the judge reads it and all and they have to honor that petition. So, so then what I did, I went to the store and I got the long yellow legal pads. Do y'all remember that? Because I'm dating myself. Okay, and so I wrote out my petition. Uh, every time he would give me a scripture about something, I would write out my, my prayer petition from the word. And I ended up with 13 pages of those legal pages. So then what I did, I made copies of them so that I could have one in the car that I can read it anytime I got ready. Because see, the, well, the thing with a petition is you're not asking, you're declaring and decreeing so you can pray it over and over and over again. And you're doing it in Thanksgiving, okay? So I had one in my car that I kept all the time and the one at home. And I prayed this all the time. Um, praise report that all of my children accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and my husband as far as that's concerned. Um, but, and some other relatives. I was going through some papers and I ran where I had wrote out some relatives in Florida. God's told me to go there and three of them accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay, I'm telling you the results of prayer petitions. Okay, all right. Now, I did all of that work. So one day my girlfriend called me after our husbands had gone to work and had to be at work uh, like about 6 o'clock, 5.30 or something like that. And so she she. I need to come over. I got something to show you. It's going to knock your socks off. And I said, okay. So she came over real early in the morning. She says, you know how you sat down and you wrote all of these prayer petitions? She says, I know that was God because, and the, the book we had then was a bigger, thicker book, and it's white and blue or something like that. She says, this person have written petitions all in this book so you don't even have to write anymore but you can just pray them from this book but in a but in the well not in the meantime I don't know when I when I did it but I have practiced it for so long now it's a part of me so in my prayer closet while I'm praying I was writing out my prayers and then one day and I think Mother Farrell was, was the real cause of that because she kept saying, you're supposed to write a book. You're supposed to write a book. And I'm thinking, write a book? And I don't even know what I'm going to write about. So anyway, one day the Lord put it in my spirit, collect all of your prayers you've written and put it in a book. And so that's my book that I wrote called Prayers of Abounding Faith that was in my prayer, in my prayer closets, things I prayed for, but based on the word of God. And when I had questions, I would go look up the word and, and then, you know, write it out and personalize it. Because when you pray the word of God, you're praying his perfect will that he's already fulfilled. He's just waiting to hear your voice, pull it down from heaven. Amen. So, it, it really, really blessed me to know I had heard from God because only the Holy Spirit could reveal to me to do these things when somebody else who, this book is awesome. This is an older version, but they, we have them in our books, book uh, ministry room, the larger one, because I think it's like two or three volumes now uh, that has been updated. It covers 
every situation you face in life concerning your family, the, the United States, anything. And when you pray these kinds of prayers, guess what? You learn the word. You become very knowledgeable of the word. And so when certain things come up, the word comes up in you to come against the thing rather than fainting and fretting and all of that. The word will just come up automatically because you can't pray and read these every single day and not learn the word. Amen. So I just wanted to give you my personal story to encourage you to pray the word of God. Trust God to do the supernatural. He's only waiting to hear our voice, to pull down from heaven what he's already promised we can have. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to close with songs 8. Hallelujah Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Oh Lord our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who have set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thy enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou hast visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May you have traveling mercies as you leave this destination to go to your next one. Tell someone about Jesus. Amen.